Welcome to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. We're passionate about helping you restore your metabolism for confidence, energy, and fat loss without giving up the foods you love. We're your hosts, Josh and Brittany. Listen for simple, easy-to-follow tips and strategies that you can start implementing today to get long-term results. We're so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Welcome back to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. Today we're talking about things the world says you need to do to lose weight and be healthy. Yeah, I'm excited about this topic because so many of these items we hear on social media and they make sense in some ways, but trying to do all of them at the same time just makes the whole weight loss process frustrating, (laughs) confusing. So we just want to do a deep dive on each topic and some of them may make sense to you for Mm -hmm. you to implement into your life, but others you may just want to skip right over. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's get right into it. The first one is you need to lose weight or you need to go on a diet. And for some people, that's not actually what's needed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the, the reason I say that is when I've been, let's say, eating 1200 calories month after month. And I'm maybe if I'm a woman, I'm missing my cycles or certain things like that. What we're not focused on is building muscle. We're not focused on really nourishing our bodies with healthy foods. And that should really be the focus. And after we've accomplished that, maybe on the back end, then we can talk about losing weight. So maybe the focus isn't just jumping into another diet. Like maybe that's not the healthiest decision for you. Maybe it's actually spending some time nourishing your body, nourishing your metabolism and your health. Yeah. And there's just so much negative thoughts that come with the word diet. So many. (laughs) And so when, and I feel like this happens with a lot of our clients that when we just let's ignore the word diet And just focus on what foods are nourishing for our body and what foods are maybe nourishing for our souls. Mm -hmm. Because those could be two different things. I know that pizza and beer on a Saturday is not going to be the best thing for my diet. But it also is nourishing for my soul because it creates community. It creates that longing for connection. And sometimes that is over pizza and beer. Mm. So there is a balance. There is a balance. I know that falls under the umbrella of diet, but we don't need to use those words every single time. Not every time, but it's not to say that going on a diet is a bad thing because there is a time and a place for a diet, but sometimes that it shouldn't be the first thing that we jump to necessarily. Yeah. And we just have to be aware of the, maybe the negative connotations that come with diet and the negative mindset that come with diet. And I say that because I just feel so strong that mindset is one of the most important things when going on a health journey. Um, So if that negative mindset is present with the word diet, let's just not use it. Let's work on, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, go, go. (laughs) Let's work on on healing your relationship with food first before we go on that diet. Oh, I love that. So the next one is cutting carbs and sugar. Real quick, if you haven't already downloaded our Macros and Metabolism Makeover Guide, you're going to want to do that as soon as possible. 
It's a great resource to learn how to safely and sustainably lose fat and manage your weight on your own without any crazy detoxes or calorie restrictions. Visit our website at prettyhealthyfamily.com or check out the show notes to download it. Okay, back to the episode. Um, like what the world says is that you need to cut out this food group entirely mm. oftentimes. And that's the biggest thing I'm seeing is that people are thinking they need to go low carb mm -hmm. in order to be healthy, in order to lose weight. When in reality is our body needs carbs. Our body needs sugar. It's actually our body's preferred source of fuel. And by completely eliminating this, we're taking away our energy and the ability to grow muscle. Um, so we actually need these healthy carbs that you spoke about. Like we actually need to eat the whole fruit in order to, to get so many benefits that so many people are cutting out because they think to, they need to cut this food group out to be healthy when in reality, most people do need this food group. Yeah. And it's really, I guess, started, well, started with Atkins that evolved into the keto craze. <laughs> and what makes it difficult from a health coaching standpoint is when people omit carbs entirely, they see the weight loss they're looking for. Because they're not replacing those calories with something else. Yeah. In the end, it's because you're in a calorie deficit. That's it. <clears throat> and there's the... <clears throat> I'm dying over here. <laughs> okay there. Yeah. So as we reduce our carbs, <laughs> we're also reducing our water intake. So mm -hmm. when we have excess carbs in our body... They hold on to water where as we're reducing our carb intake, also our hydration within the body is also going down, which again leads to that weight loss that they see. Mm -hmm. So almost everyone I know who has tried keto, they love it in the beginning. But as they go into week two, week three, week four, it's just unsustainable. And from our standpoint, it's an unsustainable lifestyle. And it also, it ramps up your stress hormones, which is one of the reasons why it feels so good in the beginning because your stress hormones are on fire and they're making you feel like you're full of energy, but it's a completely, as you said, it's very unsustainable and you're going to most likely end up crashing if you try to use this as a long-term method. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not something we uh, advocate for. There are certain uh, situations where mm -hmm. this type of method works, but for, I would say 99% yeah. of people, you can reduce carbs and be healthy, but having a certain level of carbs in your diet is probably going to be the best approach for weight loss. In addition to the best approach for a sustainable lifestyle. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the next one, which has received a lot of focus <laughs> is fasting. Mm, fasting. So what are your thoughts on fasting? And I'm sure I'm going to piggyback on all of them. <laughs> um, fasting is something I get asked about quite a bit. Uh, there is this common, uh, is, people tend to believe that they should be skipping breakfast, that they should be working out fasted, and then it's going to help them lose weight faster. It's going to help them have all these health benefits. But for the most part, if you, well, pretty much, this is true for everybody. If you are cutting out breakfast and you were losing weight, it is simply because again, you are not replacing those calories with something else. It has that. That's it. That's pretty much the end of it. 
but it, there are some health benefits, but all those studies are done on men. And if you look closely, like they're not done on women because women's hormones are far too complicated. And it actually puts a lot of stress on our bodies and can um, cause us to go into survival mode, which can affect our cycles, which in turn affects our ovulation and can affect our fertility. So for most women, skipping breakfast or meals is not a good idea. It's not particularly healthy. It just really messes with our hormones. And yes, there are some health benefits for men, but for most people, it's just not worth it. The health benefits just, they really aren't something that we recommend. Yeah. And even for men, the health benefits really just come back to what's well, a different way to control calories. <laughs> um, the studies which have shown certain benefits, those studies were on mice. And most importantly, those studies were largely done on a two to three day fast, not a 16 hour to eight hour fast, like a 16 age, mm. which is usually what we typically see with fasting. When, when people talk about fasting is they do a 16 hour fast and they shove all their food <laughs> into that eight hour window. Uh, the main reason I do not like fasting and I wouldn't recommend it for any of my clients is two basic principles is that fasting does not talk about nutrient quality. It does not care about nutrient quality. Mm. So if I'm deficient in certain vitamins, it just says you just need to eat within a certain window. It mm. doesn't talk about how important certain nutrients are to see the muscle growth or weight loss, the amount of fat that we need for our hormones to function properly. It doesn't talk about any of that. It is really just a time and it just throws out the idea of food quality out the window. And I, I can't get behind something like that. The second reason I don't like it is studies do prove that it is an inferior diet strategy for muscle growth. Mm, yes. And if our strategy is I want to gain the muscle tone now, so 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I can still be moving around with my son, grandson, whomever that may be, is I need the optimal strategy, diet strategy for muscle growth and scientifically proven fasting isn't it. So we're saying that yet again, you need to fuel yourself properly, consistently, and with nutrient-dense foods. Yeah, it's a broken record. So <laughs> if you're new here, um, you're going to hear this a lot. All right, the next one we have is supplements. What's your, your mindset behind supplements? What's your strategy you use with your clients around supplements? Because we hear about supplements a lot. I mean, I think supplements are a great thing overall. They are great to supplement your diet. That's exactly what they're meant to do, but they are not to replace your diet, which is oftentimes how many people think that they are, or they th that they think that if they add the supplement, they're automatically going to be healthier when they've made no other changes at all. So what I like to think of is I like to have my clients focus on a food first approach and increasing their nutrient dense foods, eating healthier, getting them feeling better. And then we can talk about adding some supplements in. And there are some great supplements like uh, protein powder. That's one we love. That's a great way to get you to help reach your macronutrient goal. If you're not eating enough 
uh, fish, then it's helpful to have a high quality cod liver oil. So we can look at your diet and see where it's lacking and where we can potentially add some things in. But that's after we have worked on improving your diet in the first place. Yeah, it's a great strategy because it's just filling the gaps for the optimal nutrition strategy. And with a food first approach, you're going to get the vitamins and fiber and all the things that real food provides that supplements just kind of lack. Mm -hmm. And I'll be most people, they're going to prefer real food over supplements anyway, even Mm -hmm. though some of these supplements are delicious these days. They sure are. Um, Although most of them are pointless. Like a multivitamin, you cannot get the nutrients you need from multivitamin. Multivitamin, it's 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 quite pointless in my opinion. Yes, and I think that goes along the same lines. Even though there is a little bit of benefits, is greens powders. <laughs> yeah, and so a lot of people rely on greens powder to get that vegetable amount that they need in for their day. And then if we just have the conversation of. Well, did you have any real vegetables today? If the answer is no, then we can't fill the gap when it's just a gigantic void. Mm -hmm. So it should just be in terms of protein, which is a great example. If I, my goal is 150 grams, if I can get to 100, 120 through real food, and then that last 30 is through some type of protein powder, perfect. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what we would look for. Um, However, if, your gap is 60 to 70 grams, maybe we need to reevaluate that diet strategy. Um, And that's the reason why we have certain limitations. And by limitations, they're often recommendations Mm -hmm. to limit your protein powders to one to two scoops a day. And that two scoop limit is largely for those who are trying to get 200, 240 grams, those astronomical protein numbers. So, If it's in those lower ranges, let's look at your food. Mm -hmm. And then once we find those gaps, then we can use certain supplements. Are there certain supplements that you just think are great to use? What should someone think about when they're looking for supplements like a protein powder? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're big fans of the Just Ingredients brand protein powder because it's super, super clean. It has a variety of different proteins. So you have your whey protein in addition to your plant-based proteins. Um, like the pea protein and then uh, coconut. And then there's also collagen, which is another great, it's packed with amino acids. So it's great for muscle growth. Um, So that's like absolute favorite protein powder. And then I mentioned cod liver oil earlier. That's another great supplement that I personally take daily. Um, So there's some really great brands out there. Earthly and Rosita are two off the the top of my head. Um, These are really good to supplement for if you don't eat a ton of seafood as we really don't eat enough in mm-hmm. our family. We try. <laughs> yeah, it, it's difficult. I mean, especially being a landlocked city. Yeah. You yeah. kind of have to question the quality every once in a while. <laughs> so I do love that. Uh, the only other thing I'd say with protein powders, uh, the thing I really do like about protein powders is to get that in before my workout. Mm-hmm. And I say that because of processing time for protein into the body. If I'm, let's say I, I want protein in before my workout. If I have, say, a steak, Mm -hmm. by the time that steak gets fully processed, it's like six, seven hours later, where a whey protein, even a casein type protein, it's going to go into that bloodstream so much quicker because it's so heavily processed. So Mm -hmm. do love 
protein powders around my workouts. And that's primarily when I'm having those protein powders anyway. The rest of the day, real food first. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next one is just eating clean. What does that even mean? (laughs) I know this phrase gets knocked on all the time, but personally, I don't mind it. Um, A lot of people say that, well, if you say eat clean, that implies that other food is dirty. And maybe it does. Um, But overall, I... I like what it, I like that it means eating nutrient dense foods the way that I look at it. But oftentimes I do think that we can take this too far and it can become very debatable of what's clean, what's not clean and things. There's a big gray area here. What's clean, what's not, you know? So, yeah. And the method that we like to use with our clients is that 80, 20 approach mm-hmm. where 80% fall into that eat clean category and Oftentimes when we say eat clean, it's primarily minimally processed foods. So Mm -hmm. if I can look at that food and immediately tell that's a sweet potato, whether it's in a fry form, (laughs) then actual potato form, hash brown, brown, whatever, I can tell what that (laughs) is. The other 20% falls in that gray area. Mm -hmm. And Many times I don't ask about that gray area. I I would want you to have some restraint in terms of caloric quantity. Have have an awareness. Awareness, yes. About that area. Mm -hmm. But largely, if you can follow that 80-20 approach, Mm -hmm. you're still going to see the weight loss you want to see. You're still going to be on the right track, but with a lot lower stress. Absolutely. Because you won't feel like you're just restricting, which I feel like comes with the idea that this food isn't clean, Mm -hmm. is stress levels increase. As those stress levels increase, then we go on a binge and rarely are people binging on celery and carrots. They're binging on the quote unquote unclean. Yeah. So So we consider eating clean to consist of the full 80-20 approach. So even that 20% that someone might say, okay, well, this food isn't clean. It actually is part of a full eating clean approach. Mm -hmm. It is full of just a healthy body and a way to lose weight too. Yeah. And just to make sure from an 80, 20 perspective that we explain that is if I look at a calendar, 80% of those days I'm hitting my calorie and macro targets within reason. There's always Mm -hmm. like a little bit of a a buffer area, but the 20% we're not really going to ask. We, we hope that you're not eating 5,000 calories on those days. But in the end, the 20% just live a little bit. Mm-hmm. Within reason. Within reason. And then 80% just do what you can to hit those calorie and macro targets. All right. Our last one I wanted to go over is walking 10,000 steps. And this is the key to all your weight loss. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, we love... We love walking. Walking is great, but it's not a good weight loss strategy in the end. I mean, increasing your knee, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis is wonderful because that'll burn approximately 20% of your calories throughout a day, but that doesn't necessarily include 10,000, have to include 10,000 steps because if you're walking 10,000 steps every single day, you have to keep walking 10,000 steps every single day to maintain your weight. And if you ask me, that is not a real, a realistic strategy to lose weight or be healthy even, mm-hmm. because I know if I feel like, if I feel that pressure that I have to get my 10,000 steps or I'm going to gain a pound, like that's no way to live. So mm-hmm. there's a balance here again. <laughs> Can we just talk about how long 
it takes to walk 10,000 steps. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, granted, I'll walk with Beckett every once in a while and I'll walk at the gym like after my my strength session just to kind of cool off. But I'm still, it still takes me like two, two and a half hours. And for to walk the full 10,000 steps. To walk the full 10,000 steps. (laughs) And to ask a busy parent or busy individual who's working eight to five or nine to five or six, when they come home, by the way, you still have 10,000 steps you need to walk (laughs) or 6,000 steps you need to walk. So after you say hi to your kids and maybe eat some dinner, you better hit the road. (laughs) I just don't think that's realistic. No, I don't think it's realistic. And the other thing that I want to point out with walking is let's let's just say that I eat a certain amount of food and I know my calorie target is 2,500 calories. Mm -hmm. And if I walk 10,000 steps, I'm going to start losing, let's say, two pounds a month, which is decent progress, two Mm -hmm. pounds a month. Month over month, if I continue that same strategy... My body will lose weight and then I won't need the same calories that I did before. I will still walk 10,000 steps. Over time, my body becomes more efficient at walking those 10,000 steps, which means I need even less calories. So if I'm still eating at that maintenance level that I was previously at, I'm going to actually start gaining weight, (laughs) which most people don't think about is let's say 10,000 steps work for you right now in a month from now, maybe three months from now, you're going to need 12,000 steps. And then after that, you're going to need 14,000 steps, which is another reason I don't feel walking is a good long-term strategy. It again comes back to (laughs) eating a responsible diet, having a responsible diet, eating the correct foods in the correct portions And that's the only long-term strategy that works. And it's only worked 100% of the time. (laughs) Yes. Diet is everything, really. Your nutrition first, workout second. Yes. And I do love walking for cardio. Uh, I do believe that if it's your only cardio, you probably need to do a little bit of reevaluating because it would be nice to get your heart rate up every once in a while. Just because as your kids are running around playing football, you don't want to be like, slow down. We only go at a pace that I can be comfortable with walking. (laughs) So you do need to get your heart rate up every once in a while. And that is on that long-term progression towards true health. Mm -hmm. All right. So those are the things that I feel like the world continues to tell me I need to do to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And there's a time and a place for every single thing we talked about on this list, I think, except for maybe cutting carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's not all the time. It's not as drastic as a, as the world implies it to be. And you need to take a look into, into yourself, into your own life, into your own habits and your, your diet and your nutrition and see if they apply to you and, and, at what capacity? Mm-hmm. And as we've said this many times that a responsible diet is probably the number one thing to focus on. And some of these other things may be number two or three. We would encourage you, let's just make sure we have the foundational principles just rock solid first. Mm-hmm. 
And then we can start discussing some of that. And I just feel like for so many people, we want to start at step number two or three. Let's just start at step number one. Let's look at our diet. Let's how to let's see how we can rearrange our diet to be a little bit more reasonable for our lifestyle. And then as we become more comfortable with that, then maybe we'll walk more or do some of these other things. Yeah. So that's it today for our Pretty Healthy Family podcast episode. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. See you next time. If you know you're ready to lose weight and build muscle while simultaneously improving your relationship with food, but would love some additional support, we're here to help you. We know that dieting too strictly for too long can slow your metabolism and we can help you restore it with our proven PHF method. We've helped hundreds of others reach their physique and health goals without having to give up the foods they love or constantly being on a diet. And we'd love to help you too. Fill out the obligation-free application in the show notes or at prettyhealthycoaching.com. Mm-hmm.